Welcome to Uncontained, episode 17. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and normally on Uncontained, we talk to the performers, the actors, the comedians, the musicians, the people in front of the scenes. Today, we're going to take a step behind the scenes and talk to Alex Best. He's a recording engineer. He owns his own recording studio in Tucson, Arizona, called Elastic Labs, spelled with a K at the end, just in case you want to Google it. He got his start in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, playing with the band Pneumatic and learning how to record in his parents' basement, where all good things start. And then packed up, moved to Tucson, Arizona, and um, started recording bands in his studio trying to create an environment where creativity can grow less pressure less stress and uh and not having to worry as much about every second that goes by trying to offer an affordable product in this interview we talk a little bit more about his approach to a recording studio and um the environment he tries to create along with some advice for people trying to start their own studio, and for people who are trying to bring their band into a studio, what they need to do to be ready. Right now, before we get this interview started, I have a little spotlight of uh, one of the bands Alex is recording out of Tucson, Arizona. They are called As We Fall, and the track is called At Her All. I was only able to play a minute of this track, so I tried to pick a clip that showed showed the full diversity of the track from the uh, more melodic singing to the full-on metal aspect of the band. So enjoy your sneak peek at the new track from As We Fall right here on Uncontained. Episode 17 with Alex Best. How are you doing today, Alex? Great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Uncontained. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, dude. No problem. It should be an exciting show. And before we get any further, you want to give my audience a little insight to who you are? Sure. Um, I am currently an audio engineer in Tucson, Arizona. Um, I work with a lot of local, regional acts, as well as people uh, from all over the world through mixing and mastering remote services. Um, I started recording about 10 years ago, so it's been a long journey, and I also play guitar and have played with a lot of bands over the years, and I started off in the Midwest, done a little bit of touring, and then ended up down here and uh, doing what I do now. And down there is uh, Tucson, correct? Correct, yeah. All right, cool, cool. So um, how did you end up getting into, your studio is called Elastic Labs, correct? Yes, yes. 
All right. How did uh, you end up getting into owning and founding the 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 studio? Well, it was actually uh, the second studio I ran. <laughs> the first one was in my parents' basement. <laughs> the way a lot of people start, but uh, um, that was the first studio that I actually co-founded um, with uh, Austin uh, Swatalski, who was a coworker of mine when we both were in the Guitar Center working days and. Uh, in our twenties, late <laughs> early twenties, that is, <laughs> and uh, we just uh, decided we we want to open a studio. I was sick of being in my parents' basement and bugging them, and uh, he needed a place to record, so we uh, teamed up and rented a place out. And this is back in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, um, and um, in a bit of commercial space there. And uh, we kind of just started started it, not sure what, how to do what anything what we were doing, but I mean, besides our just skills. Uh, but for business, it was the first time we've really ever done it, and we kind of started off, and then uh, I had ventures that seeked me elsewhere, and I ended up moving, and then uh, Austin ended up leaving Iowa as well. He's in Nashville and still does recording, and uh, we stay in touch too. So we're kind of both just rocking it, you know, <laughs> seeing where okay. it, so see where it goes. Cool. So as uh, his um, his studio called Elastic too, is it like Elastic Austin, Elastic Tucson? Uh, well, he's in Nashville. Um, oh, Nashville. Yeah, I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm in Tucson. <laughs> um, I mean, he's he's even come down here and uh, worked on a, um, an artist uh, up in Phoenix named Phoenix. Uh, came down. He he flew out here and did tracking in my studio. I mean, we still do work together. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of been using the name a little bit, but it's more like, even for me, it's just hey, it's 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 Alex Best. The name is just kind of the, the the fun part, you know. <laughs> Everyone just seems to use our personal names, and that's the guy, you know. Cool, cool. Do you do you specialize in one certain type of music, uh, or yeah. is it limited to music? Uh, it's 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 not limited to music, um, but I primarily just from what I grew up in and the skills I learned how to do this towards, uh, is primarily in modern metal rock, um, radio stuff, um, that sort of thing. You know, I work in a very untraditional way where, uh, you know, my studio is fairly bare bones. It's kind of a new way with the, the new home recording revolution, if you will, that started, you know, about eight years ago, eight, 10 years ago, uh, when I got into it and, uh, I was lucky to be one of the early guys that figured this out on message boards before YouTube and all that stuff, you know. And uh, I just use uh, pretty much everything in the box, which which means all uh, digital versions. So I don't have compressors, EQs, lining up my walls. I have it all in digital form and plugins. Which now that algorithms are getting really, really more accurate. Uh, some of those plugins, I mean, even the, the top guys in the industry use plugins now and they, it's easier all around and you can travel, you can work remote, you can, you don't have to do recalls, opening, uh, setting all your dials back to the way you had it. So, um, yeah, well, so you don't have that huge soundboard nope. in your studio anymore. It's just all on your computer. Correct. Yep. And I just plug it into a couple of little pieces of gear. I mean, it's really minimalist. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I probably made it a lot easier to start up too, exactly. like cost wise. Yep. And then you just put a lot into the, 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 the single components and then the rest is, I mean, I, like I said, I, I use everything primarily digitally. So I've invested a lot in plugins and that sort of form, which is 
a lot cheaper than buying the thousands of dollars and worth of equipment, <laughs> but you can get yeah. very, very similar <laughs> results. That's for sure. You just have to use your ear. Right on, right on. Yeah. That's crazy. How much, uh, how much improvement there's been from, you know, your first, the first audio recording stuff that came out, uh, for the computer now and what we have now, um, say you work mostly with, uh, new metal bands or yeah, rock. Um, I've worked with a vast variety of, of rock to anything with electric guitars and this stuff. Um, I have done, I've done blues guys. I've done jazz people. I mean, I, I, I'm always open to anything, uh, but, uh, I have a what got you? niche in metal. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I just have a niche in metal. You know, it's just the, the rarity that I learned on and not a lot of people are good at getting what the bands are looking for. It's kind of a specialty, if you will. All right. Yes. And for those of you that don't know, Alex was in metal bands in Cedar Rapids. Was it undisclosed that you were in? Uh, no, I toured with those guys. Um, I've, I filled in on bass uh, for, for about a month when they were touring. Uh, I was with uh, band Pneumatic. <laughs> Pneumatic, yep. that's it. It's been so long, dude. I'm sorry. Dude, no, no, no. I know, man. That was that was eight years ago, dude. And I uh, that was the first album I ever recorded and did. And before I ever worked for anybody else, I did that album, recorded it all myself on a Behringer, cheap mixer, cheap mics, cheap cables, cheap everything, not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it somehow still holds up. I, I, I still talk to the guys in Pneumatic, and all, they're still all good friends of mine. And I'm, every once in a while, one of us will text each other and be like, man, just listen to that album again. How does it still hold water like eight years later? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes that's the coolest part, you know. It's just going in and jumping right into the deep end and, you know, going for it. Right on, man. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you just stumble onto something that works and you can't try to reproduce it. Either, oh, yeah. You know? it's... No, I, I tried to, like, redo a track once and I'm, <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is just weird. <laughs> you know, it just didn't put, come together the same way. But who knows? Maybe we'll redo it when I get bored someday or take a vacation, whenever that is. There you go, like new pneumatic. Yeah, new pneumatic. Nice. <laughs> yeah, just... Some really horribly cheesy name yep. or something like oh, that. Oh, it'd be great, yeah. We used to have a joke band, me and a friend back, for, actually from Undisclosed, Wagner, who was an Undisclosed. We had a joke band called Lumberjack Priest. That was fun. <laughs> Pretty Dude, please tell me you recorded something as Lumberjack Priest. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. I, I still got them somewhere, but they'll probably never see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> So lumberjack priest, <laughs> how did you come up with that name? Oh man, I don't know. It was back when I was in college, and <laughs> I don't remember how we came up with it. <laughs> There's got to be a story behind it. I really it, can't even tell you, man. You'll have to ask uh, Wagner. <laughs> I think he's the one who came up with it. He was the creative um, one. <laughs> What is uh, he in now? Is he in a band now? Uh, he just got back to Iowa. He just joined a cover band, Red Door. Um, just got announced uh, recently. So he's, okay. uh, yeah. And then the guys in Undisclosed, um, John and Tom, um, and one of the older members, Travis, who was in the band too, uh, they're in Captain Punch, which is a cover band. Uh, they're playing uh, out constantly around Sea Rapids and the 
you know, Eastern Iowa area and Wagner will be doing the same thing. And with the red door for the most part, they're a cover band as well. Okay. Like I've, I've been seeing a lot of things on captain punch yep. on Facebook, but I did not know uh, what they were about. Yep. I was like trying to find something on YouTube. Couldn't find anything. <laughs> <laughs> Get it together guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. I know. I gotta, you promote with uh, visuals, but no audio no. and you're a band. I love those dudes. Yeah, I know. I've seen them a couple of times. Thankfully they played uh, when I visited back in Iowa, they played a couple of times. I've seen them a few and they're, they're a good time. I've always fun. Like I don't really dig cover bands too much. Like I don't go out and religiously go see them or anything, but these guys are just entertainment, you know, as well as amazing yeah. players. So it, you know, it's a win-win. And then are, are they also all in, uh, original bands too, or are they just focusing on, uh, Captain Punch right yeah, now? Yeah, They're just focusing on that. Yeah. But right on well, in Cedar dudes. Rapids. <laughs> In Cedar Rapids, that's kind of what you have to do to be successful as a band, unfortunately. Hey, I mean, because <laughs> gotta get that money. Bars, bars only want cover bands there. At least that's what it was like when I left. I'm yep. going back in a few days, and we'll see if that's true. Hey, I'm, go- but I'm going back in a few still. days too, man. <laughs> yeah, we're, I think we're just gonna miss each other, oh, man. Bummer, dude. Uh, yeah, I come back on the seventh of June. I think you're getting out there just after that. Yep, exactly. Ah well. Now people can. I'll, I'll wait till after the, <laughs> after the travel dates are up, so people can like stalk us. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to follow me around Iowa. <laughs> me either, man. I don't know. Just 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 for our egos. Okay, you know? there you go. <laughs> Feed those things, man. So, um, I was looking at uh, your website for Elastic Labs, Alex, mm-hmm. and um, I saw that uh, you have a different philosophy on how, like, uh, kind of treat bands that come in or people who come in and record. Yeah. Then other bands try to make it less intimidating. Yes. Uh, I record out of my house, which is immediately more of a home atmosphere, you know, like, it's, it, you know, guys want to go watch some TV while the we're doing guitars or something like that. I mean, it's just like uh, Mikasa Sukasa, you know, like, and so that really takes it off. Um, and then, uh, I'm affordable. Like, I don't want people to sit here, like looking at their watch thinking, you know, oh God, like I'm wasting like dumb, dumb, dumb amount of dollars per second or something. You know, I want people to be comfortable not thinking about that and actually get out creatively. So, you know, we'll always just, I, I become, you know, almost, sometimes involved with the band as another member for a little while, you know, I'll help them write, I'll help them with advice on what to do here, there and form a bond with them. Um, and, uh, some of my best friends are in bands that I record, you know, we just have a good time and it's just a relaxed environment. No, you know, it doesn't, it's not like you can't touch anything or, you know, don't, don't touch all this equipment. It's super expensive. You know, it's a very personal <laughs> at home vibe. Like it's just like hanging out with buddies. So like, doing you know 24 hour weekends you know in two days tracking with a band like i have been recently as you watch them fall uh you know 12 13 hours a day goes by like nothing you know doesn't you know because everything's comfortable but then we get all listen to everything we did and it's just like wow because the best performances come out when you're relaxed you know and and having a good time so i like to focus on that you know and making sure everyone's comfortable Okay, and what uh, made you come to that realization? 
Uh, I didn't like the original studio format, uh, and it started back when I was in Iowa and all, a few places, you know, when, when I had a band at 16, 17 and needed to record, it was really expensive and, and we didn't have money to do that. Uh, so that's when I kind of just started learning it. And then because I was in a band, I wasn't just a, only an engineer that, you know, and you walk in, it's this engineer and they're just being slow and lazy and you feel like they're kind of taking your money. And I've had that experience, uh, or I, not me personally, but I've had people talk about that experience before. And I always was just like, man, I would never want to be that guy, you know, like I would never want to be lazy and treat some bands with, uh, more focus than others and just go through the motions, you know, like kind of if you're checked out, if you will, at a job, you know, and so I, I like to become, make it fun and, and I pretty much work with friends all day and that translates into the recordings and how everything gets put together so well. And that really goes a long way than just pressing buttons and saying, here's your track, you know, it's, it's, it's more personal and I feel like it translates and makes the music better. Okay, yeah, that makes makes complete sense. And plus, as you were saying, like when you are relaxed, mm -hmm. uh, you tend to do better, and that home vibe will help you get there. Yeah, definitely. And that's what's great about having you know, I record drums in the house. Uh, we record everything here, uh, and we can just it's it's chill. And it's Arizona. I mean, it's always sunny. It's like how can you not like be relaxed? <laughs> it's it's great. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just a really good at-home vibe, and it, it really does translate into the music, and I like it because I, I don't have to drive to a building every day, but <laughs> that's nice, too. You just get up, roll out of bed, and you're at work. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's got its ups and downs, but but hey. Yeah, yeah, it makes it easier to get to, but harder to escape. Yep, no doubt. Yeah, there's, there's days where I'm just like, I haven't left like this house in like four days, dude. Like It's, it's such a weird feeling, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting yes yes i i can imagine man working from home i hope hopefully one day i'll be doing that with the podcast Definitely. and not need another job to do yeah. you know yeah but uh or that or podcast voiceover or whatever it be but working from home would be really nice but you could just easily be doing nothing but work for like yeah. four days like you were yeah, saying. yeah i i don't i have to like force myself to take days off sometimes you know like i need to do something on thursday and leave the house because <laughs> otherwise if i'm just here anyway i just get to working on stuff like i've not what else am i gonna do <laughs> like <laughs> but i love it yeah so it's not like it's a chore or anything you know yeah exactly um that that is important too like it's easier to work the like 13 hour days when you actually like what you're doing when yes when it's the other way around it's just hell yep labor you know <laughs> yeah and that that's that's one way I, I work primarily i don't do that much advertising whatsoever i primarily am word of mouth because i like the people that i work with and you know their friends are gonna be similar to them you know being friends and then that's a nice way to kind of get get more people in and stuff i always everyone i've met you know tons of bands over the last years and they've all become my friends it's great you know we just it's we just have a good time and 
Cool. So do you work with the band and keep in touch with them? Oh, yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. I w- and I'm always out there at shows. I go out and support them. Uh, I, you know, I always give them advice. I'll text them a funny meme or text or something if they're for the vocalist of some random band that made me think of them, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we become friends, and that's what the best part about it is, you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a social cat like that, and it's just fun, you know. And it's it's helped grow the local music scene, bring more people together, and that's similar thing that I did in Iowa when I was there that I remember running the studio there and it brought a lot of people together and you know it was it's really cool what it can do and it's not just a plain cut and dry business you know you can make it bigger than that yeah yeah that's cool build like a community more than just a business yeah, exactly I mean I the, <laughs> if, if I didn't have to talk about money, I wouldn't, you know, like it's not the fun part about the business. You know, I like to help people with advice and, you know, or even personal problems, you know, they, be, they become such a, you know, we worked, we see each other more than we see other people when we're working on an album, you know, we spend days and days together more than most people that they'll see their girlfriends or wives or family, you know? And so we become close, you know, when you're doing it on an album, it's an intimate thing like that, you know, and it's a creative thing. And, uh, it's just cool. Cause if you just shut that switch off or, or ignore that fact of what is cool about that, then, you know, you're losing part of, to me, the art, you know, cause that's part of that creativeness that you, everyone's working together for a collective thing. And the results are always better when everyone's on the same page, you know? Yes, yes. And it's a good business model, too, like the word of mouth. And that way, you know, you, as you were saying, you get the people that uh, are like the people you recorded before that you've liked. And is there any... It kind of... It's... Well, working with, you know, similar people people you know their bands are always going to have friends and other bands and then you know that it's when people are you know that sort of you know they're not being the the people in the music scene that you know cause disruptions and you know just want to in it for the wrong reasons or something i mean there's endless amounts of things i've seen over the years but uh you know it's, it's always good and that helps build the bonds between bands because you know it's like oh you worked with alex so how did that go and like oh yeah and you know, and they come by, you know, another band will come and a couple guys will come and hang out with another band and they'll, you know, like kind of work with each other too. And it's like, just, you know, it's more unique and, and personal. And I, I think that I got that sort of vibe and I really hold on to that. And I, I learned that growing up in Iowa, man. Cause I mean, you know, only how Cedar Rapids was, dude. I mean, it's a very small place and everyone knows each other and, you know, yeah. when people work together, you can do some cool stuff, you know? So, yeah, I think the Cedar Rapids music scene, at least while we were still there, mm-hmm. was constantly like growing and getting better, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. Man. Uh, I hope I hope it's still going, but uh, I guess we'll have to find out when we both go back and visit at different <laughs> yeah, times. I, I go back <laughs> a couple times a year and I always try to check out bands and stuff. Uh, uh, I will throw out there the Wolfpack Summer Jam props to all the guys from A Casual Affair and uh, Wolfpack Productions and putting that on, they, they throw together a, uh, last year was the first show. Um, I mean, I was, unfortunately I wasn't able to go, but, uh, they're throwing together a huge local, um, festival 
every summer now, and uh, they're running out uh, the Hawkeye Downs uh, little arena kind of by there for this uh, next one. And I think it's like 20 bands or something like that. And really? those guys are really, really putting a lot into it and making a great, great fun festival that's all local based and i thought that's really cool and i'm really proud of those guys i I recorded them back in uh back in iowa so i've I've gotten close to those dudes too but i'm props to them they're keeping it going with stuff like that i mean it's like you know that's it's cool like again everyone works together you can create some cool stuff so who is uh wolfpack productions um i mean there's a there's a bunch of the guys involved with it i don't want to forget any names or anything but uh if uh, you're familiar with any of the bands, A Casual Affair and uh, Kidnap the Sun, uh, pretty much all the guys from all those bands, they're all uh, involved with that. And uh, Nick Barrett's been doing a little bit of recording work. Um, Sean and uh, Andrew Wood have been doing filming music videos for people, uh, entering the Cedar Rapids Film Festival, uh, doing just really cool stuff all together. I mean, super proud of those guys. They're They're just doing some cool stuff and... Uh, it's, awesome. it's awesome to awesome. hear. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, in addition to just recording, like, what are some of the other uh, other things that you offer? Other services that you offer? Sure. Um, I mean, primarily, I mean, I do covers for people. Uh, I mean, it's all you know based in front of the computer primarily. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I've run sound for bands. You know, especially bands that. Uh, really feel like I capture what they're about. They'll want me to go and run sound for them live, you know, for multiple shows. I, I do that sort of stuff, but, uh, primarily just, uh, um, recording is primarily it. I do mixing and mastering services, uh, remote. So, uh, bands from other cities, uh, other countries, uh, can send me, uh, just their stems, their projects, and then I can do final mixing and mastering and do that little extra element um, on a, their final recordings. So other than that, primarily, I, I just like to work with bands in the personal realm, though, and develop them and, and make sure they're uh, going in a good direction and, you know, give them advice when needed. I've, I've been through it all, you know, so I'm happy to, happy to guide other people and help them out whenever needed. Um, right on. So mixing and mastering for those who don't know exactly what is the difference between or what does mixing and mastering mean just for the people who maybe want to get into the entertainment industry or want to get something recorded and they're like, I don't know what that means. Yep. Um, well, uh, it, it's it's a hard thing to relate. It's kind of like, you know, trying to describe to someone who's never heard a guitar how a guitar sounds, you know. But anyway, uh, primarily when you're tracking, you just get everything captured. And then when you're into the mixing area, you make everything balance so that everything is being nice to each other and all everything's blended really well and sounding good and uh, everything's gelling. And then with mastering is where you get to... Uh, it's like the final little icing on the cake. It's, it's the last EQ point, last compression points, like the final things over everything to make it just to the level that you want uh, of loudness. Um, so that, it, hence, if you do a song and you put another, you burn a CD or run, run an MP3 or something like that, and you go from one song to the other and how another song's a little quieter than the other one and you didn't touch your volume dial, that's a difference in mastering levels so okay um, so 
your your goal is to keep everything on the CD kind of or MP3s, um, kind of the same level from song to song. So it's not like you have uh, you're listening to one song, then you can't hear the next song, then the next one blows your eardrums out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that'd be the idea. But uh, you you want to <laughs> hit standard sort of levels, uh, you, you know, for for especially radio sort of things. You. It's like how advertisements are always extremely loud on the radio. You know what I mean? The mastering RMS levels are just hotter, you know, but even though you didn't touch your volume dial, the ads on radio stations seem to be, you know, that much louder. So radio and TV, exactly. man, I noticed it on television too. They got to grab your attention. Yeah, I haven't had cable in like six years, so I've been, it's really nice not watching those ads. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that kind of gives you an idea of that. And you don't want intense, loud things like that because then it's just turning into distortion. So, you know, you want it to be where the band wants it on that punchy, especially for extreme music. You want it to be really just aggressive sounding and, and, and loud, but you don't want it to be distorted and gross. You know, you want it to be clean. So it, you know, it's a balance. It's all an art in itself. And, and I'm definitely not the best mastering engineer in the world by far, but, um, I just, I, you just got to use your ear and you'll find little, little details. It's like the final icing on the cake to make everything look good and gel and play nice together, you know? Okay. All right, cool. Thanks for the explanation. Sure. Um, (laughs) for what it was. (laughs) No, no, it helped. Obviously, it's not telling me how to do it, but it's like what it is for the most part. Like, you know, I knew pretty much mixing and, you know, getting the levels, everything like that. But the mastering, I kind of understood a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, some of it I was like, okay, yeah, I don't quite know exactly what that is. But well, mix now the, the volume will pretty much be half of like for me, it'll be like half of what a final mix would sound like is what like mastered mix would sound like is what a, a mix level should be. Right. You know, right around like negative six DB with enough headroom for the mastering engineer. That's one of the biggest faults of people um, getting started. They don't realize that, you know, you need to have headroom to, to, for that final stage. If you just have stuff that's already slamming, then it's not going to translate well with mastering. You're not getting what you need out of that. So, you know, it's, it's a whole science and art in itself, man. It's hard to really describe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's sounds like you sounds like you got it down. You know, yeah, it's, it's hard. To, it's hard to teach. So don't do it yourself. Go to Alex and do it. You know? <laughs> I can definitely help you out. <laughs> I'm not. I'm right, not a teacher by any means. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. So, um, uncontained is kind of about helping people get off the couch you know go out do what they want to do despite you know society telling them that they can't do it do you have any advice for people who are looking to get started in in recording or as a band going into a recording uh, studio sure uh yeah, the biggest thing is make sure it's something that you love to do. It's not glamorous. No one's becoming millionaires in the music scene. Like you know, it's I, people can tell if you're faking it. You really have to love what you do, and that's what makes it fun, and that's what makes it special, and that's what gets you motivated to keep going. And 
especially starting off because you have just so many ups and downs, uh, so many. It's a roller coaster, but at the end of the day, it's something if you love, that's what you have to follow. And um, getting started is some of the hardest parts, you know. Uh, thankfully, now with with the way we are in the current generation and age of tech, uh, we can now engage better and learn more than than ever before. I didn't have YouTube when I first started, you know, I was typing on message boards and reading text you know, to learn this stuff. And <laughs> for about audio, it's like, it's as hard as describing it stuff in person. Like it's, you got to hear it, but, um, just learn, just constantly just learn, observe others, ask questions. That really is the best thing and make sure it's something you love <laughs> and it's, you'll meet a lot of cool people. It's really, really a fun thing as long as you're into it. Right on. And, uh, for that's good advice for the recording side is, would you say the same advice applies for the band coming into it or definitely would it be, would you have a little different advice for them coming in? Maybe a way to prepare for the studio. Practice. <laughs> Just practice, <laughs> practice, practice, practice. <laughs> I, uh, I charge hourly. So people that come in and nail their parts, you know, they ended up costing, you know, spending less. Uh, and so I always encourage that because I work I'm extremely fast. Like most people can't even follow what I'm doing. I click so fast and stuff. So like I keep up with the speed of the band. If the band, I, I love it when bands come in and they just nail stuff first, second take, you know, and it's like, that was awesome. We're done, you know? And then it sounds great because they were prepared. And that's the biggest thing. Just practice, practice, practice. Not enough people do that anymore. Um, and you can learn to do pre-production and the practicing to a metronome, you know, you can get uh, audio, any kind of audio recording software on the internet. There's tons of stuff out there and just learn to play to a click and that's your best friend. And yeah, just practice to it and that will make you a better player um, all around or performer. So just be prepared. <laughs> just really always be prepared. <laughs> and that goes for playing, playing live shows too, man. You know, you gotta have, gotta be ready for whatever's going to come at you, especially touring and being on the road. I mean, we've all heard different, you know, horror stories and, and success stories, but it's, you know, always being prepared is key and, and just being organized and you know <laughs> that's that's like the boy scout motto or something is. right isn't it something? actually wasn't boy scouts man but i didn't <laughs> well, i didn't i didn't make it very far dude <laughs> i think i'm I yeah i didn't i didn't make it out of cub scout <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah i was in it for the candy and going on trips <laughs> well, there you go the camp outs yep. and s'mores and shit yep. <laughs> um <laughs> Right on, right on. So, do you you mentioned playing live and stuff like that? Have you recorded any uh, bands live? Uh, no, uh, I, I do have the capabilities of doing it, but oftentimes it's uh, it's it's just a whole whole nother thing to do. And there's a lot of better production companies that are good at video and audio equipment that can do a better job. Uh, they are w well, much more expensive usually, but if you want it done right, I would just recommend that. Uh, I've 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 done it a few times, uh, and some of my older bands tried capturing it, and there's always problems. Like a cable goes bad, something gets unplugged, or it's just a bad take, and you're missing half the guitars, you know, because the the amp 
something went wrong. You know, it's, it always just seems to have an issue. So, um, I still have raws and stuff that I've never released from doing live stuff, but I would, I would recommend going with more a professional audio to video company, uh, that, uh, have the correct equipment and, and, and preparedness to be ready to handle something like that. I, I'm pretty much an, uh, a studio guy, you know, uh, we'll, we'll come in here and make sure everything sounds good and do it over again if it need be. <laughs> Not so much the live guy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you have to leave your house to go to a live show, oh, right? No, no. <laughs> I got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go out. To go oh, to work. What the hell is this? Shit? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I, I go out and, and and do live sound for bands, but I don't record it. I'll just make it. You know, give this band the sound that they know that I'm familiar with. You know, as opposed to just a guy who's never seen him before you know, and just kind of goes, blah, okay. <laughs> it kind of gives them more of a personal touch, but not recording. Yeah. Live. Yeah. It always helps when the sound guy knows the band. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to ask one more thing for advice for people mm-hmm. live. What can, uh, the band do to ha- like make it easier on the sound guy trying to give them, oh, can... trying to give them the best sound and not want to hit the suck button. <laughs> the biggest, <laughs> I, I man, I'm giving away some secrets here. <laughs> but biggest thing is uh, whenever, especially when I'm playing in bands, because I know, I just, oh, it's not even a secret, man. It's just treat them like a human being. So many people come in, they, they're treating them like, like you know, yeah, they're working for you, but just you know, so many people I go like, this is demanding this and demanding that, and it's dude, I'm a human being too, you know, like just add, be polite to to yeah. people, you know, and it's unfortunate that you have to say that, but you know, it's hey man, hey Jeff, nice to meet you, man, how's your day going? And you'll get better sound from people with good, good communication and a good attitude and knowing your rig, especially if you have things like samples, DIs anything like that, having the, all the equipment you need, not asking them if they have a DI box. If you're a band that requires one, bring your own, have your equipment, be prepared, you know? And then if the, if the band's organized, yeah. you, your, your sound will be way better. And this is, you know, a, a practice learning thing from a lot of bands, but I mean, I, I was young once too, man. <laughs> and so I remember, <laughs> I remember that and, you know, and, it's it's just you know just treat people with respect and you know they're trying the hardest they can you know <laughs> sometimes it might be your gear that sounds bad not theirs <laughs> think of that sometimes too <laughs> one thing that i always hear like when i'm at live shows is the band saying they need to crank up their amps louder and the sound guy telling them to turn it down mm. do should should you turn it up to 11 or no, definitely not? <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it, you got to keep it controlled. And that's why the house speakers are there. Well, the, the other, I mean, the reason why, you know, it was cool. The whole spinal tap thing, these amps go to 11. I mean, they didn't have PA systems that could handle all that stuff and mixers that were able to do that. So your, your stage volume was the loudness. That was it. So that's why you needed stacks. And now people can run, you know, direct out from a cab. You don't even need a cab. Some people, a lot of bands don't even use cabs anymore. You know, it's, everything's digital and everything just, re- you rely on the house for that. And that's why it's, it's, you know, the reinforcement that you need is a band and that let the sound guy control it, not you, you know, like just give it enough signal, 
good healthy volume and then take it from there. And so, yeah, you, you don't need to crank it super loud. <laughs> Let the sound guy take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. I, I thought that was going to be something around that answer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh... You never know, man. <laughs> So if people want to get a hold of you and get uh, get recording done or mixing and mastering done, where can they go to uh, get a hold of you, Alex? For sure. Uh, uh, ElasticLabs.com. It's Elastic with a K, E-L-A-S-T-I-K, Labs.com. Um, you can contact me through there. Uh, you can read about all the services I offer, listen to previous work I've done. Um, I'm also on Facebook, everywhere else you could possibly think. Um, and, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Snapchat, <laughs> you can find me based off uh, that website though. So that's pretty much my hub, but, uh, go check it out. And I'd love to work with people, uh, that are like-minded to me and, uh, really appreciate the art. So. All right, great. I have another question that I ask all of uh, my guests sure. as they come on the show. Um, my show being named Uncontained. Basically, uncontained means going against the uh, societal norms, people telling you you can't do it, you can't go start your recording studio, you can't go make it as a band, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, how do you live uncontained? Uh <laughs> uh I would just say make follow your follow your passion. You know, you only live once and you got to do what you love. I I had retail job everything before. I I've been to school and it's just stuff I couldn't enjoy and I wanted to be, you know, I I always wanted to be around music and I that's the way I just don't feel like I'm being contained when I'm being creative with music and working on it. I feel like I'm, I'm you know, it's one of the biggest things that brings me happiness so i follow it and if people think otherwise then that's fine <laughs> i don't i don't mind it but um it's it's definitely follow your passion and make sure that you just do it to the best of your abilities and keep on keeping on you know <laughs> and keep going there's always ups and downs but as long as you're following what you love to do that's the best part about it it never feels like you're done <laughs> <laughs> right on and are you, i know you're just focusing on the recording right now do you have any plans to get back into it on the band side of things yeah. in the future uh yeah i mean i've i've been rock i'm, I'm probably gonna rock solo this year <laughs> i've been doing the band stuff hard for for eight nine years man almost solid so it's nice to kind of live a more of a normal life schedule uh, well, not really being <laughs> what I do with music still, <laughs> but uh, not having another job lingering because being in a band is like having a, another job, you know, but it's a job you don't really get paid for. So, yes. <laughs> and so that's a struggle. And, and uh, definitely, I mean, I, like I said, I, I filled in for bands before. I, I just love working with bands, filling in, you know, see where things go. I've worked with a couple buddies around town doing some just, projects just having fun and, and seeing where it goes and that's uh the way i just like to live uncontained <laughs> <laughs> so uh definitely i mean sure. i can't stay away from from playing live once you get the buzz it it doesn't go away so 
Fair enough. I knew you'd probably start missing it before too long oh, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> jump into it or at least do some in-studio stuff for bands coming in to record. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd love to help out and fill in and do that sort of stuff. So, You want to uh, just list off a few uh, bands that you've recorded so people can check them out, give them a little plug? Sure. Uh, I've been working with uh, a couple local bands as we watch them fall currently with their full length. Uh I've been working with uh, Wasted Youth, uh, Pyrotechnica was one of my recent ones, Tribulance. Um, I've worked, just did a couple covers for uh, my friend uh, Matt and Message to the Masses. Uh, those guys are doing great. Uh, I used to work with them in the past, too. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of all over the place, man. <laughs> but uh, uh, pretty much all local bands, man. I just love making sure that these guys are taken care of and don't get charged an arm and a leg for decent quality because I'm a musician myself and that's, I take that to my business, you know, a recording engineer with a heart. Imagine that. <laughs> I'm from Iowa, man, <laughs> dude. It's, we can't help it. <laughs> I know. Dude. It's like, yep. <laughs> it's, people are in the Midwest are so nice. I know. <laughs> I do. When I first moved here, some people like once I became friends with them, <laughs> would have to tell me I need to be more stern and harder on people because I was way too nice of a person. <laughs> yep. People people tell me I need to stop being such an ass a lot of the time, but still deep down. Deep down, I'm nice, but still on the outside, I'm a little bit of an ass making fun of people. It's all good fun, though. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Right on, Alex. Well, thank you very much for coming on Uncontained today. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, dude, and I learned a lot about the recording industry. Good deal. And, um, okay, you've got your website. You said that's a hub to get a hold of you. ElasticLabs.com. Yes, Elastic with a K, labs.com. Twitter, Snapchat, AlexWBest is pretty much all my socials, so find me anywhere. (laughs) All right. And you have a SoundCloud, too, correct? Correct. You can Uh, can find that based off my website. I have it embedded on there. But otherwise, it's just Elastic Labs Rec, I think, R-E-C. But... Okay, yeah, the- I was listening to a couple of the bands before uh, before we started the interview. Sure. No, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Had to check them out a little bit. Um, all right, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having and me. And I've been having my guests sign off the show lately with Live Uncontained. Just say your name, Live Uncontained, and throw in any, uh, any flavor to it that you would like. Gotcha. And that will be all, man. All right. Hey, this is Alex Best. Thanks for listening and live uncontained. And that does it for this episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Alex Best for coming on, sharing some insight, and giving us that sneak preview of As We Watch Them Fall. Alex is currently in the process of recording their upcoming album. I'll keep you posted on that, and maybe we'll have to have them on the show as well. If you would like to help the show out, please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show in iTunes or the podcast player of your choice. Thank you for listening, and as always, until next time, live uncontained.